here we've got episode 18. You know when you recall a memory and it makes you sad, your face drops, you hunch over a little, or you think of something exciting that hasn't even happened, but it gives you goosebumps, a shiver down your spine, and you literally stand up straighter in pride and determination. Well, the power of the mind to affect the body is huge and a largely untapped resource by most people in today's society. And in this episode with Dr. Alexander, we talk about how through meditation and integrative transformation, you can tap into this and even use it as a defense against disease. So let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Thanks for being here for another episode, and you'll be very glad you jumped on for this one. So today we have Dr. Philip Alexander on the show. He's a medical doctor, spiritual carer at Peter Mac Cancer Center, and outside the hospital, he's an author, transformational speaker, host of the World Revolution podcast, and runs six-week self-awareness workshops and weekly meditation classes. So he's a super impressive guy, and we actually have lunch together regularly because I, too, work in the same hospitals so welcome to the show dr philip alexander how you doing i'm good thank you for having me oh, i'm so <laughs> glad you're here i'm so glad you're here we've had so many great lunches chatting about you know what we're about to chat about on this podcast so i'm excited to share it with some people mm, me too awesome so i want to just straight off the bat i want to dive into your story so i guess as you know as a doctor in the conventional medical system you know we both work in the same hospital it's it's very rare for people to even entertain the idea of the other side of the conversation when it comes to spirituality or consciousness or anything like that. So I'm really interested in hearing your journey as to how you ended up in the place you are now, having you know studied conventional medicine and, and what happened in order for you to get here. Um, yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, I, you know, my background is Sri Lankan and uh, Part of our culture is education, getting self-worth and value from from academic success. So as I was growing up, uh, I had this ingrained uh, philosophy that, you know, success would come from studying and being a doctor. Uh, And I went overseas, studied six years of medical school. And during that time, my family went through severe financial hardship um, they got involved in a lot of uh, financial scams and that sort of stuff. And uh, when I came back home, uh, there was just this, this massive mess. Uh, my father became really suicidal. Um, family was basically split apart in many ways. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, so, yeah, that, that basically made me reevaluate all of my life choices. Um, I went through, you could call it an existential crisis. Uh, just trying to figure out what really drove me, you know, um, did I really want to have a career doing something that I thought I loved, uh, make heaps of money and uh, be stable in life, or was there more to it than that? And um, that process took me about four years. So for four years, uh, I didn't do anything but just put my head in the books. And I started reading about the meaning of life. Uh, and as I was doing that, I started experiencing uh, phenomenons known as, you could say, conscious awareness. So I started noticing a connection between what you're thinking and feeling and what transpires in your life. 
and um, and then that began that uh, that that became my passion. Uh, so now I share my experiences with people, and uh, you know I believe everyone's experiences is unique. Uh, but I share my perspective on it. I, I call it a simple truth, which is actually the book that I wrote. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, and, and basically that you know, connecting to your heart and um, and uh, paying attention to your emotions and how you show up in life, uh, it reveals more and more of uh, a truth to life uh, that your emotions are connected to everything uh, in a way it taps into this thing known as law of attraction where where your your thoughts and your feelings send vibration signals out into the ether and everything in your reality is just a composition of yourself and it gets mirrored back into you back to you in the moment the more you bring awareness to that and you notice a correlation between what you're feeling and what transpires in your life uh, you realize that there's actually something there's a phenomenon in that and that's where you become free because you realize you are the cause and effect of everything yeah wow okay so you touched on a bunch of different deep topics there so first i wanted was this like was your family environment conducive to this way of thinking as you grew up or was that initial motivation to look into this content just out of the family's hardship or did you have an influence in your life or that sort of opened you up to this um well, I was brought up as a Catholic, a very, uh, very religious Catholic. So I uh, had to go to church every Sunday, follow the traditions. And um, I would also religiously follow my family. It wasn't until I went overseas and lived on my own that I began to think for myself. And I met people from all over the world uh, with their different perspectives on life. And that changed me. And then I realized, well, maybe the things that I, I felt like I was in a bubble of some sort. Um, and, uh, and then when I came back home, uh, that, was, that was challenging because my family didn't understand my new perspective. They still wanted to go to church every Sunday. They still believed that, uh, uh, that God exists inside of a church and that Jesus is God and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and I believe that, you know, people, uh, all religions come from individuals that used to walk the earth, but how we have understood their teachings perhaps may be distorted through time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that, actually. Uh, so I just began having these self-realizations and it comes to a point where um, you see what the truth is uh, and it's so clear to you that you just can't obey the social norms that people follow. Yeah, I definitely went through that in many variations on, on my own journey as well, that it just got to the point where I just couldn't comply to what was expected of me anymore, just through just through research, really, and just the homework, I guess, that you went on. Um, and I guess a, lo a lot of people that listen to this podcast are you know, in the Western world, and the Western world is inherently materialistic and consumable and I think when we start talking about like things like consciousness and the ether and these types of things people just categorize it as this woo-woo nonsense so can you tell us what is exactly meant by consciousness in a way that's uh, usable to, to the listeners well there's um there's a quantum physicist uh I can't name his name but um he he's quoted as saying that consciousness is a byproduct of your spirit entering dense matter. Right. 
So we we are we, we identify ourselves as human being personality. My name's Philip, uh, but there's actually something more to us than that. There's some sort of energetic field that lives inside of us, but is also connected with everything around you as well. Uh, and that is what consciousness is. So is consciousness the sum of all its parts? It's just that the Western world, or not necessarily, I shouldn't just say the Western world, but people that don't engage with the other parts neglect to acknowledge that they exist? That's a good question. It's, I suppose consciousness is a term to describe God in a way or energy or um, a unified field or force. They're just all of these terms that humanity has created to identify something that we can't comprehend. But consciousness is a way where you can sort of you can understand that there is some sort of source that exists through everything that permeates through everything and and that source taps in through the human body, through the mind, through the brain, and we get to experience it through through our physicality. And in regards to physicality, what what, what is the benefit to human health to be able to acknowledge and engage with your consciousness? Because I assume a lot of people, and you would know this answer far better than I, walk around not engaging with their consciousness at all because they either think it's woo-woo or they think they don't know it's there, they haven't been raised in a spiritually aware environment. Like, so how is it beneficial to human health to be able to engage with your consciousness? Um. Well, there there are studies that are being done now, and in consciousness again, you know, you could say it's awareness, uh, awareness where this there's this presence that uh, that we are that uh, watches, observes everything, and that's why there are a lot of spiritual practices that do this. That uh, they observe what's happening, they listen to what's going on, they pay attention to that rather than getting caught up into their their thoughts and their mind. Uh, but there is this uh, th- this nature that um, in, in bringing your awareness to certain things, uh, there's a connection between what happens in your body and uh, and what you're thinking and feeling. So, uh, in relation to how your your cat just jumped on, <laughs> we've got the studio cat Alfie here with us today. Um, in in terms of uh, how your body responds to. Uh, to your consciousness, your your thoughts and your feelings has some sort of effect on the way that your your cells in the body respond. Uh, so there are some studies known as epigenetics, uh, which is basically that the the perception of your reality are signals that get sent into the DNA of your cells, and genes start getting switched on and off, and the cells behave accordingly. Um, so it is my belief, and there's more research that needs to go into this, uh, but it is my belief that our emotions actually affect the way that our body responds, and which means that any health issue that you would have can be overcome through the power of the mind. I couldn't agree more. And we've had this conversation over lunch a few times because I'm, you know, I'm a biologist and I very much uh, need physicality to comprehend. And, and to me, I always um, like to communicate the idea that our mind can heal our body because emotions produce hormone output from different glands in the body. And, and when you experience emotions, you know, if you're stressed, it's adrenaline and cortisol. If you're happy, we're talking serotonin and dopamine. Like these are physical, real things in the blood. Um, so I think um, a lot of people 
don't acknowledge that, that that epigenetics and you know a spiritual experience or you know even just a happy experience that might be you might deem spiritual is actually a physical biological thing that's happening in the body and epigenetics I guess is what talk what covers that yes and uh, and, and this is where uh, awareness becomes so important because if you uh, if you have this understanding that your emotions affects how your body responds uh, well then bringing your attention to what you're feeling in every moment gives you the power to then identify what's coming up for you and then changing that emotion. So things like dopamine, serotonin get stimulated when you uh, focus your attention on things that make you happy. Sometimes that could be laughing or or just going for a run, just little things like that. And it's known that when you do uh, strenuous exercise, you do release certain hormones and it changes the physiology of your body yeah absolutely would you say that the like the terms spirituality or consciousness are these just words for mental health like uh, do you think that they're interchangeable with mental health uh, in, in that sense that society has accepted that mental health is a thing and it's really important and then there's biological factors is consciousness and spirituality just a different word to describe those experiences you could say that i mean it depends every every person's belief i think is valid it's just their understanding of the phenomenon of life uh consciousness spirituality are just terms some people refer to it as mindfulness Uh, they're all the same things it's just our own individual way of understanding it yeah uh, so, belief in our version of it is as important as it occurring in any in any realm. Uh, yes, and and I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes back to that core fundamental, which is your your thoughts and emotions. Everything that we do comes from what we're feeling and thinking, and every action that we make in life. Uh, <laughs> comes from that as well. Alfie's trying um, to mess with our recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, I love that cat. <laughs> Alfie is uh, actually a therapy cat, so it's very appropriate for today's podcast. Yes. Uh, so, uh, everything that you think and you feel, uh, if you just think logically, it results in an action, and then every action that you make results in the creation of your life. Um so essentially everything that you feel, bringing your awareness to your thoughts and your feelings is really the only thing that matters. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. 
To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Right. And and so I assume I'm going to I'm going to guess that the best way to go about dealing with those things and engaging with those things in whichever version is appropriate for your belief system is the things like meditation. Yes, absolutely. What other things or exercises can we do in our life or rituals or anything we can introduce to our life in order to to begin to engage with these things? So meditation uh, is one in which uh, it it allows you to discipline your thoughts. So what happens is uh, when you have a feeling arise, that feeling might come from your personal experiences from uh, from childhood, the things that you've adopted from your family, from your parents, uh, and then that carries on through throughout your life, and um, and then situations will come up to to alert you of those beliefs that you've been holding. And um, as the people that you meet in life as well, uh, whoever it is, there might be things that trigger you and, um, and things come up. It's really bringing awareness to the fact that you're feeling certain things in that in bringing your attention to what's coming up for you rather than feeling shitty about something and uh, keep allowing that to happen. Uh, the awareness itself uh, diffuses the feeling. So you start to feel more free as you pay attention to what's arising. So uh, coming back to meditation, uh, when you allow your thoughts to just run rampant, uh, you get lost in it. Meditation allows you to bring yourself back centered and uh, disciplines yourself from not getting carried away through thoughts that that basically stimulate us all the time. We have like... Uh, over 60,000 thoughts a day, I would say. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I'm really curious about your, I guess, your professional opinion in regards to meditation. And and what I want to ask about is like it's become, particularly for the millennial generation who are really, uh, you know, very socially aware, very uh, spiritually aware, well, of all the generations, probably the most. So, my question is, do you think in it's kind of become cool right like meditating is is becoming a bit of a a fad you might almost say a bit fashionable do you think in that process it's either it's beneficial to society because people are still at least they're doing some form of meditation even even if they're getting it wrong or they're not going about it the right way or would you say that it's been diluted from its initial purpose and therefore isn't as useful as it should be uh i think having meditation and curriculum uh is always going to be beneficial uh, but there's more to it than that so meditation isn't enough it's definitely a massive starting point uh, and it gets you some it sets the foundations uh, but really this uh, bringing your bringing your awareness to what you're feeling and thinking uh, on top of the meditation is actually what gives you your freedom and, and what happens uh, is you start to self-realize yourself, the connection between your yourself and your reality, what you're feeling and thinking and what's what's happening around you. 
And it's not just through your actions and it's not just through the thoughts they're having and, and the actions that you make from it. There's also some metaphysical thing that occurs where uh, everything is energy, everything is just atoms, molecules, particles, and we are a part of it. And our thoughts and emotions have some uh, universal connection to all of those things. We can recreate our reality just simply by our thoughts and feelings which is incredible to think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I totally think that it should be part of curriculum. And I, I, just as I think nutrition education should be part of curriculum and financial education should be part of curriculum, it seems to be that the school system was built in a way that it left out all the important bits. Yeah, <laughs> and so that, that goes down another rabbit hole, Yeah, <laughs> which I don't know if we have time to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's uh, the, the, the current uh, educational structures we have, I would say... Uh, outdated uh, and now people are growing more in their consciousness or in their awareness to uh, how we can be self-empowered and that's just uh, information knowledge uh, the more that we're aware of certain things uh, the more that we can we can all live in freedom we can all create the life that we want and we can be healthy we can be rich we can have everything yeah i think that's definitely one major benefit to the internet because the internet is what has allowed people to access different point of views and see the world in different um, through different glasses, I guess, or different uh, experiences. The internet has allowed people to be able to look at, you know, it's not just are you on this side of the fence or that side of the fence. There's so many different perceptions and experiences to take in. And I think the internet um, in eventually will hopefully result in the deconstruction of some of the systems that exist purely because the social consciousness has gotten big enough that you, they can't fight it anymore, right? It's like too many people are aware of this and are demanding better. So therefore we need to, you know, respond to that with by putting it in place. I, I'm hopeful that that's the outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, th- maybe 2,000 years ago, if not more, there used to be massive libraries with all sorts of information about uh, about life. And, um, and those days people, only academics would have access to that knowledge and people who are in positions of power or of wealth would only have the knowledge of life and the universe and everything in it. Uh, but today we can just go on YouTube or the internet. You know, it's it's completely uh, it's completely different now. Everyone can have the same equal uh, freedoms that um, people previously in the past used to have. You don't have to be significant. You don't have to be uh, a person of uh, power to to have knowledge. So speaking of libraries and YouTube and on the note of accessing knowledge, I'd be really grateful if you could share a few tips for people that might want to begin meditating or implementing exercises to start accessing their consciousness. So how would someone begin that journey? Uh, So firstly, meditation. Uh, So what meditation does, I mentioned this before, but uh, it just allows you to pay attention to your thoughts and not allow yourself to get drawn by the thought. So you just stay present uh, all the time. And and that's really powerful because uh, the reality of life is the only moment that exists is always the now. There's no past and there's no future. There's always now. So whenever you're thinking about the future or you're thinking about the past, you're taking away yourself from the now moment. Uh, There are people like Eckhart Tolle that talk a lot about this power of now. So meditation helps you to get, uh, get into that space. The second thing is awareness. 
So bringing your awareness to the feelings that arise in you. So if you feel anxious, if you feel stressed, uh, or if you feel happy, whatever it is, uh, the awareness of that emotion empowers you. Uh, once you bring your awareness to what arises, it, you have you then have the opportunity to uh, to feel into what that is. As you feel more into the emotion that arises, uh, you begin to understand the nature of what what it is, and your brain, in a way, starts processing it. So it begins to understand uh, why it's come up, the situations that have popped up in your life to make that emotion arise, and as those uh, as that uh, information comes to you naturally, almost fluidly, uh, you begin to dissolve uh, or resolve the, the emotional conflict that was always in you. And once that occurs, you're, you're free, you're home. Uh, and uh, generally what occurs after that is you get more insight and more clarity to, to things that are happening uh, around you. Um, and, and how I would uh, make that as a logical example is that when you're happy and when you're in a happy mood, happy mood meaning you're, you're not uh, drawn by thoughts that cause anxiety or stress, you're just in a state of peace or bliss. And uh, in that state, you become aware of things around you that previously you wouldn't have been aware to. So that, that's just, you know, there might be like a, a glass in front of you and you're looking for some water. Uh, and uh, when you're worried, generally you're looking frantically for things. Where, where's, uh, where do I get my glass of water? Where did I put it? Uh, but when you're in a state of peace, you'll find that you, your brain just accurately knows where to look. It's like when you're looking for your sunglasses and they're on top of your head. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up, where can everybody find you online? Uh, you can go onto my website, uh, www.theworldrevolution.com. I'm also on Instagram, The World Revolution, and on Facebook. And I'm do- always doing something. I'm always putting uh, either online events or workshops uh, here in Melbourne. And I'm always looking to collaborate with uh, conscious uh conscious game changes sounds awesome man so this i love to wrap up with this question what is one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about uh for me personally i believe that uh we can we can uh, overcome any health barrier through the power of the mind and it is in the understanding this nature of uh consciousness and for me, what that means is paying attention to uh, your emotions, your thoughts and your feelings. There is so much power in that. And I believe that when you bring attention to, to, to your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your cells, your genes, whatever it is, responds to it. Uh, and that is, uh, that is how you, you'd be able to cure yourself from perhaps people uh that face terminal illnesses things like cancer i I do work in a cancer hospital um i believe that all of those things are possible uh whereas if you're told that it's not possible uh you might believe that and if you believe it so much it becomes true that it's irreversible so it, uh, it it it's all 
how you believe things and how you perceive things and what you're feeling. And the more you bring your attention and you surrender into that, that's where you get your power. Uh, and that's, that, that includes healing your body. So you can heal the body through the power of the mind. Yes. That's perfect, man. I really appreciate you jumping on the podcast. I'm really grateful for you being here. This, I think more people need to hear you speak and your message needs to get out there. So that's why I wanted to get you on and hopefully contribute to some more people's lives with your message. So thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, bro. No worries, man. And remember, everyone, if you're on Instagram, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with a friend if you think anyone could benefit from it and share it as your story. Tag myself, tag Dr. Philip Alexander. I'll put all of this information in the show notes and that is today's episode so thanks dr philip alexander thank you so much for having me we'll catch up for lunch again soon thanks for listening to the how to not get sick and die podcast if you love this episode and health information is your thing then please consider subscribing to the show and when you're done head over to itunes google podcast or whichever app you use and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow thanks so much and i'll see you on the next episode Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.